the most gut-wrenching and visceral experience of the brokenness of the fall that can happen in this life is the death of a child. Dead children are the epitome of everything lost in Adam. When children die, it is backwards. It's perverse. It's perverted. It's exactly the opposite of what we were made for. We were made for be fruitful and multiply. We were made for Psalm 128. May you see your children's children. We were made to see life created, life flourishing, and life continuing. And so one of the most horrific and twisted perversions of God's good creation is for the parents who gave a baby life to see that child's death. The first story of the fall after Genesis is, among other things, the loss of a child. It's Adam and Eve losing a child. But where do we go when the worst thing we can imagine happens? What do, where do we turn? What is the comfort at a covenant child's funeral? The Arminian pastor stands by the grave of the little baby and he tries to tell you, he tries to comfort you with the love of God, divorced from the truth of God's word. And he tries to tell you that God won't punish original sin and that's why your baby's saved. He tries to tell you that kids aren't really in Adam until age eight or so, and that God doesn't really start sending people to hell until they can decide to go there for themselves. But then on the other hand, even worse is the hyper-Calvinist pastor on the other side of the grave, and he's sowing horrible doubt and confusion at this funeral. He tries to tell you God's truth, divorced from God's love for you and your children. He tries to tell you the truth of the word, divorced from other truth of the word, that God's character towards you and your children is gracious. The hyper-Calvinist pastor tells you that because God reveals reprobation in his word, he's going to preach a reprobation sermon at this funeral. The hyper-Calvinist pastor knows the right doctrines, but he applies them to the wrong situations. He could go to certain schools. Reprobation is comfort for the church, not condemnation. For, for dead church members. And that's an important truth to keep in mind. See, the hyper-Calvinist is preaching the right doctrine at the wrong time. The hyper-Calvinist pastor ignores what we read last week. Article 14, we need to teach this at the right time and place. He teaches reprobation at the wrong time and the wrong place. And he tells you that there's a 50-50 chance that your child's in hell because he is teaching the wrong doctrine for this situation. But with the Arminian pastor there and the hyper-Calvinist pastor there, the Reformed pastor stands with the grieving parents at the foot of the grave, and he tells you the truth of God's gracious revealed word to you. The Reformed pastor tells you I will be a God, that God says, I will be a God to you and your children. Yahweh, like we read tonight, Yahweh makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven, for the promises to you and your children and all who are afar off, because, 1 Corinthians, the children of believers are holy. The children of believers are holy not by nature, but they are holy because of the virtue of God's covenant promises. The Reformed pastor reminds you of what we said when we baptized this baby, that our children are conceived and born in sin and subject the misery that sin brings, but they are sanctified in Christ and members of his church. They were in Adam without their knowledge, and they have been grafted into Christ's church apart from any of their abilities. 
So what do we do when the worst happens? Do we twist doctrine and mur it, mar it and muddle it for cheap comfort? Do we try and climb into heaven to know God's mind? Or do we trust the promises of the covenant of grace? We trust the promises of the covenant of grace that God who saves us by grace is the God to us and to our children. And he calls his children to himself. We don't know God's hidden will. We don't know his decree. But we do know his covenant promises. I will be a God to you and your children. And so we receive those promises and we trust them. So that's our theme tonight. Our theme tonight is covenant children are Christians. Covenant children are Christians, and precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. We've got two points. First, Yahweh distinguishes between Egypt and Israel. And secondly, salvation is God's mercy, not our willpower. Yahweh distinguishes between Egypt and Israel, and salvation is by grace, not willpower. So first, Yahweh distinguishes between Egypt and Israel. Like we read earlier tonight, when Yahweh rescues his people from Egypt, he rescues them by distinguishing them. He rescues by distinguishing between my people and not my people. This is the unfolding story of, I will be a God to you and your children. Yahweh saves believers and their children because he distinguishes them from Israel, or from Egypt. This is the God who drowned the world through the flood, but brought Noah and his family safely through the flood in Christ the ark. This is the God who will drown Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea, but who will bring his people and their children through the sea on dry ground through Christ our Red Sea. This is the God who saves Israel by distinguishing, distinguishing Israel from Egypt. The God who calls believers and their children, my people, and this is his promise, I will be a God to you and your children. Covenant children are Christians. But the hyper-Calvinist pastor jumps in at this moment and he says, ah, ha, ha, ha. but Ishmael was circumcised. Esau was circumcised. The Egyptians, or the, the, the generation who came out of Egypt died in the wilderness. They were circumcised. Not all Israel is Israel. Some church members are reprobate. And the Reformed pastor says, Brother hyper-Calvinist, that's a true doctrine spoken at the wrong time. That's like Job's friends. It's true truths. True truths of the word spoken into the exact wrong situation. The doctrine of reprobation is Yahweh giving his sheep a glimpse of his plan in eternity to let us know his word never fails and that he will never leave us nor forsake us. The doctrine of reprobation is Yahweh letting us know that his mighty hand, plan, and power powerfully hold us forever. But that is not the truth at this situation that we need to preach. Reprobation is not the sermon for a funeral. The truth Yahweh reveals to Christian parents is that their Christian children who die in infancy are Christians. Death has not won over them. Their death is swallowed up in Christ's victory. They are members of Christ and his church. Those children have been rescued from the story of Adam and placed in the story of Abraham before they could do anything. Because Yahweh promised, I will be a God to you and your children. So yes, some covenant children grow up to be Ishmael's and Esau's. But thousands, 
Thousands more. I will show mercy to thousands to those who love me. Thousands more grow up sitting in the pew week after week, hearing the word, believing the word, and never know a day where they have not believed. And those are the kind of kids, covenant children, that Yahweh graciously calls out of this life without ever having known a day when they did not believe. The children of believers are holy, says the Holy Spirit through Paul. The children of believers are Christians. They are members of Christ's church. Now, I've only done a funeral or two, maybe two if you count speaking at one. But for all the Christian funerals I've done, and for all the Christian funerals I've seen, I have never heard the family request a reprobation text at the graveside because that's ridiculous. When a church member dies who has not apostatized, you preach a salvation text at the funeral because a Christian died. You preach at a, at a Christian funeral the victory of Christ and his gospel and his resurrection. And the funeral of a dead covenant child is the funeral of a Christian because they are members of Christ's church and I will be a God to you and your children. That's what David believes. David believes this at the funeral of his son. Remember the story how David pleads with Yahweh. He, he fasts, he repents in dust and ashes, he pleads with God, he lies on the floor and yet the baby still dies. But what does David say immediately when the baby dies? David says, I or he cannot return to me, but I will go to him. How can David say that? Can David say that? That he will go to see his son again? That he will see his son in eternity? Can David say that because he raised him right in the seven days he had him? Or is it because Yahweh promises, I will be a God to you and your children? It's because of the gracious promises of our gracious God the God of us and our children. David will see his child again because God promises believing sinners and their sinful children that he is their God and they are his people. The children of believers are Christians. See, that's the difference between a baby dedication and a baptism. A baby dedication is parents promising to really work hard to eventually convert their children into Christians at the age of eight or so. And a baptism is parents believing the promises of God. I will be a God to you and your children. It's believing that these children are members of Christ's church. And it's believing, or, and then it's following that belief with a promise to Christian them. As the word says, they are already Christians. David's baby dies before this baby can even get the covenant sign. He dies on the seventh day before the eighth day. But David's baby does not die before the God's promise to Abraham. And it's the promise to Abraham that David rests in. David rests in the promises of God who reveals that the children of believers are holy, that Yahweh distinguishes between Egypt and Israel, and that covenant children are Christians. But then secondly, briefly point two, salvation is by God's mercy, not your willpower. Salvation is by God's mercy, not your willpower. Covenant children who die in infancy are Christians, not just because God is a covenant God to believers and their children, but because salvation is by grace. See, the Arminian pastor chimes in at this point. He, he says, but here's the thing. I want to muddle things because I don't know what grace is. For the Arminian, grace is just delayed and easier works. 
For the Armenian pastor, he tells you that grace is God giving you a pass on your sin for 8 to 12 years and then letting you into heaven by an IQ test. You use your will. You do it. You earn it. He tells you that heaven is using your faculties hard enough to stay saved for all eternity and that your child gets a pass because they died before they could exercise their willpower. But then the Arminian has brought his friend Charles Finney to the funeral, and Charles Finney chimes in to remind you that even if you make it to heaven by willpower, you have to stay in heaven by willpower, and you could go to hell at any time from heaven. So now your child's definitely in hell because they can't stay in heaven by willpower. And the Reformed pastor says, you two are dismissed. You can go now. We have a better comfort from the word of God. Romans 9.16, salvation depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. Your child is a Christian who died in Christ, not because they were good at using their willpower, not because they were pleasing, not because they were hardworking enough. Your child is a Christian who died in Christ because of God's great mercy. The truth of the gospel is that God saves sinners at every age. And his mercy and grace alone is what he does it by, not our willpower. And Yahweh made flesh, told us the same when he put an end to children's church. Remember, the disciples are getting very angry that children came to hear Yahweh proclaim his promises to them. And they're trying to shoo them away, get them to go to a different service, come back when they're eight. And our Lord said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for of such is the kingdom of heaven. That's not human will or exertion. That's God who mercies. Our Lord said, you must become like a little child to receive the kingdom of heaven. How do you receive something like a child? Does a child clock in and clock out of the job of being a child? Does a child turn in tokens to keep the meter running on your relationship? Does a child receive something by exertion and willpower, or does a child receive something by opening up a hand that holds nothing and receiving everything? It's the second. You receive something by a child by having nothing and gaining everything from a father who loves you, a father who says, all I have is yours because I love you and you belong to me. A father who says, I give you bread and not stones because I love you and you are mine, and I give you fish and not serpents because I love you. This is not human will or exertion. That's God who mercies. You receive things like a child by doing nothing. And Yahweh saved you exactly the same way he saved covenant children who die in infancy. Not because you acted correctly, but because he is good and he is good to you and to your children. You and your child will both receive the kingdom like children who did nothing. Because the truth of the word is that you were as helpless as that little baby who didn't even have muscle coordination when he received or she received the sign of the covenant and was grafted into Christ's church out of Adam and into Christ without any knowledge or ability of their own. You both received the same salvation by the same promises of the same covenant God who says, I will be a God to you and your children. What then becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. Covenant children who die in infancy are Christians by the promises of God and by the mercy of God. And they are safe in the, father, the arms of the Father who loved them and called them home early. And we can rest 100% sure in that because the promises of God are clear. Because the revealed covenant promises of Yahweh, our covenant God, who tells us that little children in covenant homes are Christians. They belong here in the church 
and they belong to him. And precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Amen. At Covenant Reformed Church in Missoula, Montana, we sincerely believe God's Word and faithfully teach it. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays. For more information, please visit MissoulaURC.com. That's MissoulaURC.com.